0: Welcome to the Online Course Masters show, where we learn from the best online course creators how to better create and sell our very own courses. I'm your host, Phil Ebener, and today I get to chat with Diego Davila, a good friend and someone who's having massive success on Udemy, Skillshare, and selling courses on his own platform, both in English and Portuguese. Let's learn how he's doing it, coming right up. Visit OnlineCourseMasters.com for show notes to watch the video version of this episode and see an archive of all our past guests. Please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. The one thing you can do for me is leave a review for the show, which helps us expand to an even larger audience. Thanks, and let's get straight to the interview. Hey Diego, welcome to the Online Course Masters show. I'm so excited to have you here, and yeah, let's start off with uh, introducing yourself and telling our listeners a little bit more about you and what you've been doing uh, before you got started with online courses.
1: Hey, Phil, thank you for inviting me. I'm honored to be here with you and your audience. My name is Diego Davila. Uh, I, li- I am from Brazil originally, so my accent is uh, a mixture of Portuguese and Spanish all and with English, you know, but originally from Brazil. My background, I I am a network admin, so I have a bachelor's in computer science. Um, I work in in IT, in network, for something around 15 years. I was happy working on that, but after I discover how to teach online, everything changes. So now I'm teaching online, and mm-hmm. I'm excited to share that with you guys.
0: Awesome. So how did you get started with teaching online? What? Where were you... Yeah. How did you even come about online courses and figure out that you could teach an online class yourself?
1: Well, in the last 10 years, we moved around five times because my wife's job, we we had to move every two years, a year and a half, sometimes two years and a half. So during that time we moved and because I work on IT, I I was working on IT at that time, it was easy for me to find jobs actually because IT is universal. So if you understand how works, how things work in one place, it will work the same in the other country, the other city. But um, after the fifth time that we moved, we moved to Florida. And when we moved to Florida, I don't know if it was the crisis or the economy or I don't know what was, but it was difficult to find a job. So I started looking for other ways to, to generate income for me. At that time, I started selling books on Amazon. So basically, I had a friend that he was importing products from China and selling on Amazon. And I thought that was difficult for me at that time because I didn't have money to invest and all that. So I start uh, basically going every day to a Goodwill store every morning and scanning. I have on my on my on my phone I had an app from Amazon. I just scanned the, the the barcodes and the app showed me how much I will profit from that book specifically. So basically, I, I had I I got like 15, 20, 50 books every every morning and in the afternoons I was coming home, scanning the book, cleaning it up, and send it to Amazon. So, I started generating a small income with that. After uh, after that, I was thinking, okay, how can I increase even more? So, I decided to. One day, I was working on Best Buy and I I found a Verizon prepaid phone for it was super cheap. I don't remember the price exactly, but it was $5, something like that. And I checked, I scanned that with my app and I saw that in Amazon, it was $35. So I said, man, this is the opportunity. I bought like 50 of them and, and I sent all to Amazon and and I started making profits just visiting uh, retail stores. So after a few months doing that, I somebody, a friend, talked with me and said, hey, why you don't teach me how to do that on Amazon? I want to learn to because I want to increase my income. And thinking about that, how, how, how I will teach him to do this, I found Udemy. And watching a course on Udemy, Phil, uh, it was amazing because it's nothing. it's not formal, you know. It's something informal. A guy like me just teaching how to do stuff, you know, that he knows how to do strategies and stuff like that. I said, man, this is great. Maybe instead of just teaching to this friend, I can create an online course and teach to everybody and make profit with that, you know. So that's how I start um, basically uh, creating online courses. It, it was by accident. Um, and after a few months, just to to shorten the history, the history um, I found that it was very profitable creating online courses. So I stopped at all. So right now, I don't do Amazon anymore. I just teach online like uh, 100% of my time.
0: Wow. Well, that I think that progression from... S- doing online business with Amazon to online courses is kind of a natural one. And yeah, you you look back now at the time you spent going to the Goodwill every morning looking for books. Yeah. And now it's like, wow, if you spend your time doing that with an online course, your hourly rate and the amount of work is way better than before. So that's exciting. And I think one thing that I hear from you and just can sense... From our conversations before, because for the listeners who don't know, Diego and I are in a mastermind group. We meet every week or we chat online every week. You are very methodical about okay, how do I approach creating online courses to grow the business? And it's not at all random and in terms of like choosing topics, but also like promoting and so you think a lot about how it's gonna work beforehand and how you can grow it. So I think our listeners are going to learn a lot from you in this conversation. Uh, let's fast forward a little bit and talk about where you are today. I think this is what excites listeners the most. So from the beginning to now, if you can share any sort of life changes, you said you're doing this full time, uh, feel free to share any income or anything you're comfortable sharing.
1: Well, what, what I love about online courses and teaching online guys is that you have freedom. You know, Freedom is one of the values that is super important for me and for a lot of people, probably for you too. And if you teach online, you are your own boss. So basically, I always look at, at this way. Um, if you have a corporate job, you, can, you need to work the best days of your day. Th- sorry, the best hours of your days. You need to be working on your corporate job. I mean, if you love your corporate job, that's fantastic. That's OK. You need to keep doing that. And also create online courses. (laughs) But if you are not 100% happy with your job, I mean, imagine if you can spend the eight hours, the eight most valuable hours of your day, doing something that you love, you know, teaching people something that you are good at or maybe something that you want to share with the world, you know. So that's one thing that. That I found teaching online, the freedom, the 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 option to to work from wherever you are, the time you can work as many hours as you as you want. You know, of course, the most the more hour you you work, the more courses you will create and promote and all that. So right now, I'm at the point where I'm 100 percent happy doing what I do, and that's a transformation for me because before. I, I had a great job, I have a good salary, but I was not happy, especially because if you work with IT, you are working very often with uh, chaos, you know, people look to you and they call you when somebody is burning up, you know, the network is down, the email is not working, you know, we are losing money, you need to fix it. And now I am working in a positive uh, way, let's say, because I am impacting the life of people thousands and, and thousands of people every day with with my courses and and w- with my teaching so that's the main the, the big uh jump that that I see um I mean probably most of your listen some of your listeners are already teaching online some uh, want to start teaching online the the thing that I can I can share with you guys is that is is super important I mean it's, it's great the the feeling that you are working in something that is your business that that is that you are growing and you are deciding what's the next step. I think that that's amazing.
0: Yeah, I think that freedom, it's the freedom of income, the freedom to spend your time how you want. And ultimately, it's not for everyone, but I I am similar to you. Like, I had good full-time jobs before doing what I studied in school and what I thought I loved, but still is like going to work every day, working for someone else is not the same as being able to create your own source of income and have more control. And it takes time. It takes time. But yeah. how long have you been, because you're, you're doing really good on Udemy, on Skillshare and your own platforms. But how long have you been doing this?
1: Around two and a half years. Two and a half years. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. And that's probably about, and when did you go full time with this?
1: Full time, uh, let's say a year, and a, a year and a half or so. Maybe okay. two years, yes, yeah, that's... because i I wasn't finding job, you know, and I was selling on Amazon at the same time, so I had like let's say I had like eight months working on Amazon and creating courses, both where like fifty percent each, let's say,
0: yeah, got it, so when you created that first course you was it where did you put it, and did you have an audience to sell it to, or how did you start getting sales for your first courses
1: well I I put it on Udemy. I didn't have an uh, audience uh, at all. Uh, basically, I was brand new, like any guy that works in anything, any area right now on the site that wants to start creating courses. You know, you have zero audience. You don't know where to put it. It's like I, I always said that it's like a cloud. You know, you have point A, point B, and you have a cloud on the middle, you know, and you want to get to point B, but you need to figure out the cloud. So, All that is listen to your podcast. You know, it's like helping people to 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 find how to do it. You have great courses showing how to do it, too. And maybe discovering what's the best equipment. How do I do the video? How do I do a recording? So all that. So I decided to initially put it on Udemy. I didn't do any promotions. Basically, I was lucky because I launched the course on November and I got the the Black Friday promotions so I had I I I have a note, some notes here. I earned 170 dollars that first month on on November. That's better I than saw, I
0: did in my first yeah. month. <laughs>
1: oh really? How how much did you?
0: I did uh, 62 dollars in my first month. Nice. Yeah. yeah. But I mean,
1: I, this first dollar that, that we earned on online feel uh, is amazing because you see the potential. You know. I mean, um. After that, I had. I forgot about the course. I just put it on, on Udemy and I kept uh, working on, on my Amazon business. So December was zero income. January was zero income. February, $300. March, $500. And it started growing after that. You know, And when I saw that growing, I said, man, I need to create more more courses. You know, maybe people like what I am producing. So why not?
0: Right. So, wow, that was just with one course. So, yeah, that was kind of like my situation too i saw that one course was selling and then i was like well the next logical step is to create more courses and that's what i've done this whole time the four plus years that i've been on udemy what's been successful is creating more courses and recreating old courses to make them better and that's just what's working on udemy so you didn't have an audience and you had this one course what did you have a range of topics now so what Advice do you have for people coming up with course topics
1: um, to teach? That's a great question. Um I have a lot of different topics because I initially started just teaching everything I know. I was I said, man, I know I I knew Amazon, people like what I how I teach them, and people are having some results, great results with that. What don't teach any other subject that I am good at? So I basically start creating uh, courses in different topics people always recommend is and it's always good to to have focus so if you are let's say you are great at wordpress development so you are great creating websites and all that maybe you can start creating courses on that topic and when you have a small audience for your first course you can release a second course on an advanced model of your first course and go forward with that that's one strategy uh the way that i get ideas for for courses is, right now, is mainly listening to my audience. Uh, often we receive uh, questions on Udemy from students and, I mean, not almost once a week, uh, I, I always get an idea from a student asking questions about some specific topic to get more deep in one specific subject. And I said, man, this will be a great course to release on Udemy for this existing audience. So that's one way another way that that I always find find great ideas is listening to podcasts like your podcast for example so I hope people are taking notes not only on this episode in all the other episodes taking notes and writing down the ideas because it's great it's a great way to 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 keep your mind focused in what to do next um another way for people that are starting feel that I worked for me in the beginning and even now when I for when I and am creating Skillshare courses, for example, and I don't, I don't have any good ideas, topics about how, what to do next. One idea is to go to Amazon. And on Amazon, you can go to the ebook section and search for your topic, let's say WordPress. So you search to WordPress and you will see different books about WordPress with different titles. So maybe you can find the one that works for you for the thing that you want to teach. And if you go to the index page, you will have all the content of the book and you can be inspired by that. I mean, it's not good to copy, of course, uh, you need to develop your own stuff, but I mean, you can read that and you can have a complete blueprint of how you can do your course. your um, course. And that works for me also for the Camino de Santiago, I have a course uh, called the Camino de Santiago for people that don't know. It's a great uh, pilgrimage on Spain that people do for 34 days. 32, 34 days, 800 kilometers is around 600 miles walking. And you walk from, from France to Spain. So you walk the whole country, west, uh, actually east to west. It's amazing, an amazing uh life experience so i have a course about that so for that that was my second course actually so how did i develop that i was being i was preparing for the camino santiago i was looking on youtube for how to prepare for the camino and i found that there are no videos about that there were no course about that i mean there, there was a great forum that people can go there and search on the forum and, and you can ask questions they reply So I said, why don't I create a course about the Camino de Santiago and how do I did it? Basically, in that forum, we have great questions. We have a a community of I don't remember the name, the the number, I think it's 30,000 people or something all over the world. And people ask questions, other people reply. So basically what I did for most of my my topics, I got the top questions of the of the forum and I reply myself with my experience after doing the Camino you know? So I basically, I I mean, I have a target audience i know exactly what they want to know 100 percent, because they are asking all the time and i am replying that and i have no competition online you know not not in english not in any other language you know i was the the only guy on that so yeah that's no, another that,
0: way to... i mean i i even know that personally i haven't done the camino my two of my friends did it last year and one will actually took your course after i recommended it um and he or well he was researching and i've researched and Yeah, it's just one of those things where I can find the information online somewhere. There's some websites, there's some blogs, there's forums, like you said. But the easiest way to learn it would be one course or one place that answers all of the questions. So that's like the perfect example of something where it's not even a... And people always say with online business that only people teaching people how to make money or selling how to make money books or courses actually make money. But this is the perfect example of like the opposite of that, teaching people about a pilgrimage in Spain and (laughs) it's become one of your, your best selling courses. And I, I just think that's, that's awesome and great advice for the listeners. If you know you're interested in something or just from your own life experience, if you're searching for information about something and you can't find it properly, then there's probably a a space for a course in that subject. I I love it. And so with that Camino course, um, I'm going to kind of jump forward to your promotion uh, because I want to hear a little bit more about your production and course creation techniques. Mm -hmm. But with that course, you're actually selling it on Udemy and on your own site, right? Yes. And what's the... What have you seen the difference in between like selling it, promoting it, engagement? And how are you actually selling it on your own site?
1: Well, uh, I initially posted post that that course on Udemy only, <clears throat> and after a few months, I saw that most of the sales I, I was doing myself. So it was my promotions from my list, from my uh, social media. People were buying the course because I contacted there first. It wasn't Udemy, and actually, Udemy. Uh, I don't remember the number exactly, but I think it was, it was like 3% of the enrollments came from Udemy Organic and affiliates, Udemy affiliates. So I said, why people said all the time, man, the, the way to success is to have your own platform because you have control, you have your, the email, you can contact your, your, your students and all that. So I said, this is a great test that I can do. I created a membership site on WordPress using Optimized Press. And I think Optimized Press is a great tool. I, I really like it. And hosting the videos on Amazon S3 mm-hmm. is very cheap. and paying around $6 a, a month for that, depending on the traffic. And so when I did that, when I post on my specific website, I start getting... Most, more sales than Udemy, probably, I don't know why exactly, I think is because my promotions were different. It's not just two announcements a month that I can send, and I can send more things, I can send videos, I can contact that very often. So I think that constant, constant interaction with the student and with my target audience help to actually sell more courses. Right now, I, I have that on Udemy and also on my platform uh, because Udemy is still making sales. So it's, it's a good idea to leave it there, I think. And the main, the main way to sell this course, feel is that I am using, I have two tools actually. One is webinars and the second one is YouTube. So I have, while I was preparing for, for the Camino, I created a video just with my cell phone, you know, change the camera to the selfie thing and just record for two, three minutes and post it on YouTube immediately with, uh, with, uh, with keywords that people look for. So I have like, I don't remember exactly, I think 400 videos or something. And up today on Brasilia, on Google from Google Brazil, let's say google.com.br because it's all in Portuguese, uh, that course, um, People are the, all the, the results are at the very top of the of the search result, so that's good because people are coming to my videos and after that going to the the course. On webinars, webinar is amazing. Uh, I use a tool called Webinar Jam. And it's great because you can actually, at some point, you can press a button and you can open a browser window on all your attendees' uh, computers with your sales page, for example. You know, and they just need to click buy. That's it. <laughs> so webinar is a great way to to promote too.
0: Awesome! That is, this is so good. So with your with this course, which I, I I I thank you for mentioning that it is in Portuguese, which is also amazing, and the fact that you know, people assume that only English courses are going to sell well, but that's just not true. In terms of your website, or are, do you have a separate website for this course, or is that on your main website, or how are you targeting that audience um, specifically?
1: Yeah, I have a, a blog about the Camino de Santiago, which is, in Portuguese, which is caminho de Santiago.com. I can send you the link if you want later. Yeah. Um, the, the, the course about the Camino is in English and also in Portuguese. So I have two versions of that. The one that sells more is the Portuguese version. Probably because that's the version that I have a blog about it. That's the version that I have the YouTube channel. And I, I do the webinars for the Portuguese uh, target audience, let's say.
0: Yeah, it might be. Yeah, I wonder how it, how well it would do if you had a whole the whole thing, but in English too, that whole system. With your webinars... One, are you doing them live? And then how are you getting people onto those
1: webinars? I'm doing live, yes. And basically, I have an email list of around uh, 5,000 people uh, that are only people interested about the Camino de Santiago, people that said, man, I need information because I want to do it. So it's super target. And... Basically, what I do to promote it is I just send the email to my email, to my list and also post in all my my social media, and sometimes I run some Facebook ads to get more engagement and new people to the to the list. Um, so that's basically how I'm doing for the webinar.
0: Got it. So the all, and people are getting on your email list probably from your YouTube channel or your blog, and so it's all yes. on this specific list for the Camino. Great. Very cool. Very cool system that you're doing. So back to uh, course production, Um, back to, you You got your ideas, you brainstormed different ideas. What's the next step for you in terms of actually creating a course?
1: Um, What do you mean next steps?
0: Like, do you outline a course? Do you script a course? Do you, um, what kind of, I guess, what kind of equipment do you use to create your courses? Mm -hmm.
1: That's a great question, man. And I really want to share this with the audience. The first thing I do when I have the topic is I use the mind map tool. There are different software that you can use um, so you can download. uh, There are some free software. Basically, the mind map, you have a complete organization of all the topics that you need to teach. So in my opinion, the thing that works perfectly for me is to have the title, which is your main topic, the title of your course, and list don't need you don't need to to, to decide now if this is good or not. You just need to list the whole thing that you will be teaching, all the topics that they need to to learn in order to achieve the results that you want to deliver. Doesn't need to be in order. Just write it down, and later you can organize in different models because the Mind Map is really easy to do that. So you can create a model one, two, three, four, depending of the the things that you are teaching and the lectures. So before recording. The, the course film, what I do, I have the complete mind map ready to go with all the lectures, all the models. So I, when I am recording, I don't need to think what I need to record next because I know what's the next step, you know. and and it's easy for for me and and i think you you do you have a similar uh way to record it's easy when you are recording in sequence because your mind goes in sequence it's like teaching a class when you have live audience you know you you need to follow a a recipe and you are following one step and after the other so that's why i love the 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 mind maps that's my secret tool i use it all the time and i love it and also for, for equipment, I right now I use a MacBook Pro. Um, the mic is the Blue Yeti, which is a USB. You can plug it to any computer and, and it's not very expensive. You can get it on Amazon. And the webcam is the Logitech C920. And it's a great webcam. I think, I think you have the same word, yep, right?
0: I'm using it right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so how, in terms of designing your courses, what do they actually look like? Are they mostly PowerPoint? Are they are you on camera most of the time?
1: Great question. So the first course that I created about Amazon FBA, it was 100 percent screen capture because I was super afraid to be in camera, like super afraid. And. Um, screen capture is good because you you can edit you don't need to be always looking to the camera you know you can just talk and explain what's on the, on the screen and after that i start creating courses where, where i am screen recording and i am on the corner of the of the screen so i think that's that's helped with the engagement of the student the students take the course and come back to the course after if you have your image there all the time I have courses where I have only screen screen capture and I have courses where I have that and the difference, I can see the difference. Um, right now, my courses are a mixture of me on camera, like talking headshots with screen capture with me on the corner. So it's like a mixture of all.
0: Got it. Cool, very cool, but seems like very, very simple. Are you doing any lighting or are you just got windows or what, what are you using?
1: <laughs> right now I have a window here, I don't know if, if it's good. but It looks yeah, pretty that's...
0: good, I mean it looks solid to me. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> so I have just a window and I have some lights that I got from Amazon, like the soft boxes. I think I pay like $150 or something. And I have a background that I think you have it too. Uh, which is the paper background, and it's great. I'm using it for my YouTube videos right now, and people really like it. Some some people email me saying, "Hey, this looks great. What what's that?" Um, in the past, I tried to use the green screen, and it works, but it's too much work for me because I have a small space. I don't have a studio. I just I have an office on my apartment, which is one room, and. And basically, for me to set it up takes time. Takes time. The lighting. You know, you need to make sure it works fine. So I end up not using. The editing side think.
0: of it is so much yeah. work too. I think people come into it and think, oh, it'd be so cool to do green screen. I could have graphics and all kinds of stuff behind me. But I've been editing professionally for like ten years now, and green screen is the last thing I ever want to do. And it's it's really hard to do on a budget and DIY. Yourself, yeah. and so keeping it simple with, yeah, the paper backgrounds I love from Savage Paper. They're like seamless rolls, really easy to use, and then just yeah, this simple equipment like the Blue Yeti and the Logitech C920. That's yeah, that's really great.
1: Yeah, and I think to start, I mean, for the listeners that want to start creating online courses, I think to start you don't need all this equipment. I mean, all you need is if you don't want uh, to record yourself, you don't need a camera. You just need a software. Camtasia is one software for mac and pc and ScreenFlow is a good for mac and you need that software to record your screen and a microphone it's good to invest in a good microphone because the quality of the audio is is very important for online courses and to to keep students coming back but don't you i mean i think if you are starting you don't need to worry about green screen about uh lighting and all that the the goal if you are starting is to create your first course that's it you know are you enjoying this episode? We hope you're learning to become
0: a better course creator. If you want to fast track your success, get the free seven step guide to success at onlinecoursemasters.com. Now let's get back to the show.
1: That's it. The first step is to create the first course. Doesn't need to be perfect. You just need to create it, share what you need to share, try to help people and publish on Udemy and or any other platforms. And after that, you can, uh, and, and see ways to improve that. Also listening from the feedback of other instructors and from your community.
0: Yeah, that's one good thing about the Udemy community and even the Skillshare instructor community. There are Facebook groups for the instructors and we're always trying to help each other out. So for people listening, join these groups. Search for Udemy Studio or Udemy Instructor groups on Facebook and post your sample videos. We're always there to help out um, or even on you know, get in touch with Diego or I, and we'd be happy to help. So if you had to start over right now, what would be your best promotion tactic? Because I think a lot of people are a little bit worried. They feel like the online course world is too competitive now. But say you launch your course, and maybe Mm -hmm. it does okay on Udemy or on Skillshare or or wherever on your own platform. What's the first thing you would do to try to build an audience to promote to?
1: The first thing, I mean, I think it's a combination, Phil. The first thing will be to create a website. I think having a website is super important, not only to sell your course, but to, to to promote to your audience and to show to your audience who you are. You have your page about you, you have your YouTube channel there, and all the information. And I mean, for i am on Udemy for two and a half years. For, let's say, a an year and a half, I, I was on Udemy and selling well, but I didn't have a website. So after that, I create a website and the, the the opportunities that I receive by email are different because people contact me right now. They ask me about the course, people with oppor- business, business opportunity, new platforms that want my courses, they contact me all the time. So by having your website online, you are positioned your, yourself as an authority and, I mean, you, you know, the website is important. And in the website, you can have your courses. You can have links to your Udemy page, for example, with coupons, apply already. So you get 97% of the sale. And also, I think it's super important, YouTube channel. I am using one, str- one strategy that is working well for me is to put a portion of my course on YouTube or maybe, not a portion, but maybe teaching them something about the subject that I that I, that I have a course about. Let's say I, I have a course about the Camino de Santiago. So I will create a video about that, about the Camino, saying, hey guys, here are some 10 tips about the Camino that you, you need to know before you go. And in during that video, I will promote my course. I will say if you want to learn more, this is the absolute best course because it is the unique course, you know, about the Camino (laughs) that you can find. And and here is the link on the comments, blah, blah, blah. So I think a combination of, of your website with YouTube and also Facebook. Facebook is super important. Facebook page and Facebook group. Facebook group also is important. People say, oh, okay, I have my, my Facebook page, and ready. That's, that's all I need to do. No, if you have a group about your topic, you have, let's say you have 1,000 people there on the group. You have 1,000 people, a community that they communicate, that they help each other, and you have ways to monetize that group, you know, selling great courses, the great information that you are producing for them because you are the admin, so you can post you can pin the post at the top of the of the group. You know, you can ask questions. You can promote webinars. I mean, you can do different promotions.
0: Got um, it. So it's kind mm-hmm. of this full-pronged approach of a web... Start with a website. A YouTube channel is kind of necessary. It's the perfect place to find students. And then Facebook groups seem to be what's working lately. Um, just because with pages... Your all your posts aren't seen by all the members of that or who, all the people yeah. who liked your page, but in groups everyone sees it as long as they're subscribed or they haven't you know turned off their notifications. Cool. Well, that's really awesome. Um, in turn, I want to talk about Skillshare because yes. for a while you were actually doing better on Skillshare than Udemy, and you're yeah you were doing really successful. And one thing about Skillshare is that it's really great for creative artsy types courses, but a lot of your courses aren't that. And I feel like a lot of people have struggled to have success on Skillshare without being an artist or a creative. And of course you and I know, and maybe our listeners know that Skillshare has also changed a lot of their rules about promotions and how courses rank over the past year. So can you talk about like what, has been successful, and what you think will be successful on Skillshare going forward?
1: Well, it's, it's Skillshare, I really like Skillshare. You know, is it's, I think it's a great platform. It's growing. Um, they are planning also. This is not official, but I heard that they are planning international expansion. So, if you uh, if you are listening to this podcast and English is not your first language, they are planning to to expand to other languages. So, you need to keep an eye on that, and. I think the big secret of, of Skillshare, feel, in my opinion, is persist- persistence. I mean, I, it's not trading your time for money because you are creating great content and you, your course can still produce income after you launch it. But you need to keep creating courses on a Skillshare until you have a good following. For people that don't know, every time that somebody enrolls on your course... Uh, they become your follower and every if you have your followers let's say you have 100 followers for your first course when you release your second course these 100 followers will receive an email from Skillshare saying hey Phil is releasing a new course here on Skillshare about this and you, you will have a picture of the course and they just need to click and start watching it so I think the big Advan- not, it's not a bad, it's, its not an advantage, but is the way to 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 make it work on Skillshare. I think is to create a large number of followers, and you can do that by creating free courses initially, or by creating uh, pretty premium courses that are super—you uh, know—that people really wanted. People are searching for that. Um, with that you have your followers and they can start receiving these emails. You can send notification. You can send discussions, basically announcements to these followers and they can start watching your courses and you are by the minute right now following this current model.
0: Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of, and I talk about this in in a a couple of my courses, this snowball effect that seems to happen on whatever platform you're on and exponential growth. And that's what happened with me too. It, It, I was persistent on Skillshare, and the more students you get, the faster it seems like you get more students, and so if you keep putting out courses, then I think you're go- people will have success on Skillshare. A lot of people put a few courses out there, and they don't get initial traction, and then they give up, but I think what you're saying is just to keep with it. What about yeah. in terms of creating content specifically for Skillshare versus, like, creating courses for Udemy and repurposing it. How are you doing that and dividing your time between the two platforms?
1: The, the the model that I'm using right now, Phil, is I create, I plan a big Udemy course. And with that Udemy course, I can, let's say I have a five hours Udemy course. With that course, I can create smaller uh, Skillshare courses and post on Skillshare. Because I think the, the, the courses on Skillshare have a, a short time life, you know, shelf life. So if you post it today, after two weeks, it will go down on the on the trending algorithm. So that's how it works right now. Maybe change in the future. So if you post your whole course, five hours there, it, maybe it's not a good idea because people will like it. People will watch and, it's, and you are delivering the whole thing in one. That's good. You are adding value. But... Strategically, in uh, as an instructor, you want to have more courses on Skillshare to have more students enroll and more views, more, more minute to watch. You know, the engagement is easy to, to hold if you have a shorter course on Skillshare. So basically, you what I am doing right now is creating a, a, a huge Udemy course and dividing and using one, two, three, or a combination of lectures and create with that a Skillshare course. In the past, before the change that they made because for people that don't know before the minutes they were paying for enrollment. So every time somebody enrolls, I don't remember the number. I think it's $1 50 or something that they yeah pay.
0: one to $2 about.
1: Yeah. And so before that I was creating content exclusively for Skillshare. And that was good too, because I create like, I don't remember exactly, but about Facebook, let's talk about Facebook. I have a course about Facebook marketing. I created like, 35 courses about Facebook marketing and not on Udemy. Udemy was was there, you know, just selling my old courses. So what I did now, I did the the opposite. I use a few of the smaller courses I have on Skillshare to put that into my big Udemy course, of course, recording other videos and more lectures to be more complete. And but I mean, works both sides, depending on how do you like it.
0: Got it. Got it. Cool. Well, yeah, we'll have to see how Skillshare does with the changes. Uh, we're recording this in January. It's probably going to be launched uh, in a couple months. But by that time, we'll know more about how Skillshare is working with paying instructors out per minute viewed versus the enrollment. So we'll see. But I'm hoping that it, it should ultimately help instructors who have great courses. That's at the end of the day great courses should be the ones that get paid the most and yeah. uh, i know you're putting out a lot of great content so i think you know both of us will hopefully be successful speaking of facebook marketing um do you have any tips about facebook marketing i mean i am a social media noob and i you know i do it because i feel like i have to but especially with facebook it's hard for me to figure out how to grow my business with facebook so do you have any
1: quick tips for the people listening I think it's a combination of things, Phil. I mean, it doesn't doesn't work only creating one ad or having your Facebook page. You need to have the whole system working. Like you need to have at least a Facebook page, the Facebook group, and start creating ads about your, your topic, right? One thing that, for example, one quick tip that anyone can implement right now is if you post a, a video on your Facebook page and you post the YouTube link, the the number of people that will that you will reach with that post is not the number that you will reach if you upload the video to your facebook page if you upload the video um, on some of my tests i have sometimes 10 times more people reach with uploading the video so i still see people some some of my friends uploading the just sharing the youtube you know the youtube link which is great because they are still getting traffic on youtube but if you want to reach all, when you have a large group, you want to reach everybody. That's a good tip. Um, also the the ads, if you are running ads, the most important thing that you need to concentrate guys is the target audience. People spend time on the on the image, the, the copy that is on the on the ad, everything like that. But the most important thing, if you are not showing that, if it's super optimized, but you are not showing to the right people, you won't have conversions or you will have, results so concentrate a lot and lot of time and energy on your target audience and and after you run each ad come go back there and analyze see how the ad did change a little bit you know create copy that target audience and change the age change the location change the interest and you will start uh growing your 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 marketing and having better and better results with the ads
0: if we're just starting out with ads like i wouldn't even know what to advertise like from your experience what has been worth it for you as a course creator to advertise have you tried sending people directly to your course landing pages have you sent people to a some sort of splash pay or squeeze page on your website have you sent people to a webinar like what if i just wanted to try ads what do i need to send them to or create to send them to first
1: I will send them to the landing page, basically because if you are sending directly to the the course landing page with your coupon, I mean, it's good because they are straight, they are going straight to the, your offer and they can just buy there. And it's not another process where they need to enter their email, their name and all that. But in the other side, you don't have control with that. You don't know how many, I mean, you know how many people, but it's, it's not clear. You know, it's a little, it's the cloud between point A and point B. Instead, if you send them to your landing page, you have total control. Maybe not everybody is opting for the page, but the ones that are opting, they are already on your list and you can just follow up with the emails, you know, and the conversion will happen because if they put the email, I mean, I always think like this, if they opt in for your offer, you know, they didn't buy, they just entered the email, the name and email and it's just your work to sell the product now. It's your work to convince them to enroll on your course. They are already interested. That was they they the opt in. People say, "Oh, my list is not converting." Blah blah blah. I mean, it's no problem of the list. It's problem of the the mark, the, the instructor, because it's not promoting the right way. You know, you are not communicating. You are not selling your your course and showing all the benefits that they will have in the right way.
0: Got it. Okay. Cool. Well, we keep going down this tra- trail of advice. So my next question is about your email marketing. And so again, for people who are just starting out, maybe they they have a website, they're starting to grow their email list on a, say they did it right, they're doing it on a specific niche and they have a few people like getting some signups. What does a converting email sequence look like um, in terms of how many emails, when you're sending those and then any other tips for like what you actually put in the emails?
1: Well, um, honestly, honestly, I am not the best guy to uh, to, adver- to give advice about this because I am still st- starting with my with my list. My list is still very small. What I think, and I am planning to apply on my business, is to to send. I mean, I am not I am not doing right now the launch sequence where you send one e- one email every two days or something, and after this day. That's it, you know, they need to buy it or they wait for the next year. What I am doing basically right now and, and works for me is delivering value to them. So if they want to know about the Camino de Santiago, the first emails need to be lot full of value, you know, full of value because that first email will determine if they will unsubscribe, if they will open your next emails or not. The first email probably they will open. So that's your only chance to make a good first impression. So if you have the first email full of value, a lot of teaching things, videos, things that they can, tools that they can use to achieve what they want to achieve. And after that, send one, two or uh, no one, two or three emails delivering value, teaching, explaining. And in these two or three emails, I don't, I don't sell my course yet. I just deliver value and say, Hey, I just want to help you, you know, and it's true. I want to help them. And. After that, yes, you're going to start offering the course and and send the coupons and the promotions and all that. But most people won't buy, you know, for the for the sequence. So it's, it's, it's the same that, that I was talking about the ads field. We need to, to test and it's different for every audience, for every topic. So depends on of your specific interest and your topic and your audience.
0: Yeah, but at the end of the day, more education than promotion is yes. just the, the key. Okay, cool. Well, uh, I got one more question before we start to wrap up about uh, languages. And speaking of, you know, you teach in Portuguese, you teach in English. We see that Udemy is expanding to other markets. Do you have any advice for instructors like me or any other people who speak English or one other language who want mm-hmm. to try to sell courses to another market? Is it as easy as just creating a course that's translated or is that worth it, do you think? Or, or what?
1: I think it's worth it, especially let's, let's talk about Brazil, about Portuguese. We, I have a few courses in Portuguese. In Brazil, guys, we have 200 million people and we don't have any good platforms there. There are some platforms, but they are not good as Udemy, for example. And Udemy just saw this opportunity and they are entering in Brazil right now. They are start growing. They, are, they already hire, I think, three full-time employees that are working on San Francisco, just working on Brazilian on Portuguese expansion, Brazil and Portugal. So there, there is big opportunity. For example, in Portuguese, we don't have any competition. If you release a course about, I don't know, Photoshop probably there will be one or two Photoshop courses that have no review or something like that. So if, if you want to start, if you have courses in English, you, I think it's a great idea to start translating in other languages like Spanish, Portuguese. I know that Udemy is also investing heavy on, on Germany and Japan. So maybe you can translate to these languages too. The only thing, because I, I mean, I am Brazilian, so I, English is not my first language. If I don't know English and I need to to take a course in English, depending on the topic, guys, having subtitles, I think, is not good enough, you know, Mm -hmm. depending on the topic. So, depending on your topic, maybe you need to consider to partner with other instructors or with Brazilian instructors or, or hire a translator, maybe, to Reach, re-record the course or do any other strategy that will be easier for the student to, to actually learn, you know? Yeah. But I think it's worth it. I think it's growing in Brazil. For example, let me give you one number. On um, Black Friday, November, this 2016, 65% of my income on Udemy was from my courses in Portuguese.
0: Wow. 65%. That is insane. That's awesome. And what kinds of courses do you have in Portuguese now?
1: In Portuguese, um, let me see. I don't remember. I, I mean, I have uh, Facebook. Lots of different I have, Facebook, different ones. I have uh, YouTube. I have um, Periscope. So basically, social media, digital digital marketing, um, Camino de Santiago, WordPress, got different it. topics. Yeah. Got it.
0: Got it. Wow, that's really exciting. Yeah, I'm going to have to do some tests. Um, I have a couple people who I've partnered with who've approached me to say, hey, can I translate your course and we'll split the revenue? But I haven't gone out and actively tried to have some of my courses translated or converted. And I think that like, yeah, subtitles aren't going to be good for all of your courses. Um, it's just not the best viewing experience in general for even. So no matter what, probably just translating it would be better. So I think some of mine, especially if it's just a screencast course where i'm teaching like photoshop or something because i have yes. those classes man i should just get someone to translate it and and dub it they'd have to
1: record exactly. it themselves but yeah because in that in that case for example the software needs to be in portuguese too for example mm. you know the, the the photoshop software itself
0: that's true so it's another element <laughs> mm. so you actually have to have someone re- kind of recreate the whole course yeah. in that the... instance yeah exactly got it Cool, Diego. Well, what are your plans for the next couple of years? I mean, you've been really successful so far. Do you have any big plans or anything coming up in the next few years that you're trying to achieve?
1: Uh, basically, continue producing great courses. My main goal, Phil, is to to improve the quality of my teaching every single day. I mean, people are trading their time with me. You know, I think the time is the most important asset that we have. And they are kind enough to say, "Hey, I'll give you two hours of my time if you teach me something." So it's my my responsibility as instructor to deliver the absolute best material to them. You know, the the best of my capacity, so they can reach their end goal faster. So my goal from now to to two three years is to improve me as instructor. In the business part, of course, creating more courses, maybe uh, moving some of my courses to my own platform, start testing new strategy. And the main thing is to increase the promotions. You know, Uh, I think the instructor for most of the Udemy instructors, the goal for most of the instructor is to actually find the right recipe, the right way to increase your own promotions so you don't depend on Udemy or on any other platform to warranty your income.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, cool. Well, we're going to have to see how it goes over the next f- couple of years. And well, as long as this podcast keeps going, we're going to have you back on the show to, to give us a recap of the latest. Thank you. News. I would love to. So what's your last piece of advice for online instructors who are new? They, they are just starting out. They're struggling or they haven't even created a course yet. Do you have any final piece of advice for them?
1: Well, what I will share with with, with you guys is that you need to be super persistent. You know, persistence is the first thing. Probably you will release your course on Skillshare or on Udemy and you won't see the huge sales that everybody is talking about. You will see few sales, few promotions, but that's that's how it works. That was Feel feel $63 in the first month, right? Yeah. So, see, I mean, yeah. <laughs> mostly, most of my friends that teach on Udemy, they made zero in the first month. So that's normal, guys. The thing is to be persistent and to know that doesn't need to be perfect, you know. The main thing is that you need to take the first step and just do it. Just sit there, do the mind map, and start recording. Mark on your calendar a few days, a few hours, a week. To record and just just do it and if, if you do it consistently i mean i can warranty if you're doing consistently, you never give up i can warranty that will the day will come where you will sit with your family with your wife your husband and you will say maybe it's time to to quit my my full-time job you know maybe it's time to just do it online so this time will come if you work very hard and you do persistently and you create great material that's how it works
0: love it totally agree so where can people find you if they want to follow diego or find out more information about your courses
1: you can find me on DiegoDavila.com. that's my main website and there uh, you will find my channels my facebook youtube channel everything I hope to see you there, guys.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I'll link to all of that in the show notes, which you can find at OnlineCourseMasters.com. And until next time, Diego, thanks so much for being here and best of luck with your
1: courses. Thank you, Phil.
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember, there's no better way to learn how to create and sell online courses than heading over to OnlineCourseMasters.com and downloading your free seven-step guide to success. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the show wherever you listen and make sure to leave a rating. If you do, I might even read it on a future show. Help us reach our first 100 ratings. It'll just take one extra minute of your time. Thanks, have a beautiful day, and we'll see you next week on the next episode.